Kevin, can you tell me a bit about the lead single that you guys dropped a few months ago now? Is it Freedom? Yes. Sorry, the one thing oh, I have free, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that on camera. Sorry. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 113 of the Between You and Me podcast. This is a place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in church culture. My name is Jessica Morris. I am a music journalist based in Australia, and today we are talking to upcoming New England band Right Hand Shade. Now, if you've never heard of these guys before, don't worry, you're about to fall in love with them. This interview is brought to you by our friends at JesusWide.com because, fun fact, I actually recorded this interview for Jesus Wired, and they said, hey, Jessica, of course you can use it for the podcast. So here we are. You're welcome. You get to hear about new music. Now, when I heard about Right Hand Shades, I, I thought, cool, four-piece, surf rock tones, akin to Switchfoot, I like this. They're from New England. Now, my knowledge of New England is that there are many states in one spot, it gets very cold in winter, and people have very thick accents. I do love New England. So I was really curious about how a four-piece who live in different areas actually create together, right, during COVID. Well, I got to ask this crew about it. So today you are going to hear my interview with Matt, Taylor, Nick and Kevin about the creation of their album Rise. They talk a little bit about the pandemic um, and what it means to really unite as a band. Now what's really interesting about Right Hand Shade is that they actually found success as a touring band before they started recording which is pretty cool. So they have shared the stage with everyone from like Kerry Job to Crowder to Michael W. Smith. Um, Yet when COVID happened, basically like their bread and butter or their careers like shut down. Um, and so these everyday guys had to figure out how to live through a pandemic and create at the same time. And they gave us rise. So what you're about to hear, it was actually recorded a few months back. Right Hand Shade is working on a new album right now. So make sure that you connect with them to keep up to date. But you're about to hear this interview. Um, you will hear some snippets of tracks from Rise throughout for new friends of the show, you're about to hear the who, what, when, where, why, the bio of Right Hand Shade, and then we're going to go right into it. Enjoy. New England is known for many things. Lobster rolls, the Boston Red Sox, and the ability to cross five states in a day. Something that is mind-blowing for me as an Australian. But over the last five years, pop rock man Right Hand Shade have made their mark on New England in a different way. They've been making a name for themselves by becoming one of the most in-demand acts from New England's coast. And they've been charming people with their surf rock flair and their passion for Jesus. Founded by lead singer Matt Jones, the Christian band pride themselves on writing authentic lyrics with catchy hooks, all with the purpose of bringing people hope and pointing them to Jesus. The band was touring before they started recording and since 2016, they have opened for or shared festival lineups with Get Ready, Toby Mac, For King and Country, Switchfoot, Crowder, Michael W. Smith, Kerry Joe, Big Daddy Weave and Phil Joel Zealand. Now initially a six piece, their debut single It's Time came out independently in 2018 and it was followed by the single called By Name. 
Both of these gained national radio airplay, which is huge, and their debut self-titled album came out in 2019, and it was produced by Darren Elder and Kevin Binksley. For a band that thrives on touring, COVID put a halt to their bread and butter, yet it also gave the now four-piece time to write and create a whole new album. After crowdfunding, their first single, Free, came out in 2021, pushing people towards the hope and resilience we have in Christ during this time through their signature laid-back tones. Their second album, Rise, dropped later that year and was produced by Old Bear Records producer and co-writer Chris Hoingston. It highlighted the commitment of songwriters Matt Jones and Taylor Specht and their commitment to God's word and unique artistry as all four members perfected their instruments so they could be equally featured in each track. I spoke to Matt, Taylor, Nick and Kevin about the creation of Rise, how they thrived during the pandemic and what it looks like to unite as a band. My friends, meet Right Handshake. Hey everybody, it's Jess here from Jesus Wide and I am here with the guys from Right Hand Shade. Um, I'm so excited to chat with them today about their new album, Rise. Guys, can you please introduce yourselves for our wonderful audience? Absolutely. I'm Matt and I do vocals. I'm Kevin and I play drums. You next, Nick. Okay, I can like it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Nick, and I'm, I, play, uh, I play rhythm guitar. And I'm Taylor, and I play lead guitar. So nice to meet you all. Next time I'll give us, like, a clockwise or something to go with. (laughs) But it's so nice to officially know you all by name now. Thank you for catching up with me today. (laughs) Thank you for having us. It's great to meet you, Jess. It's lovely to meet you too. Um, So this could be a loaded question, but for people who have never met you before, who is... Right Hand Shade. All right. So Right Hand Shade. So we are um, a Christian pop rock with a little bit of uh, surf rock edge um, band from New England. We are New England born and raised. um, And we have been together about five years. Um, We just did our second studio album. And so we're super excited about that. And um, we... Man, we've been through ups and downs, I guess, a lot like everybody, but we're, we're just excited to see where God has us and where he's taken us. Nice. Very well answered. Thank you. Um, I love the fact that you blend pop, rock, Christian and surf in the one. It makes me very excited. I lived in Florida for a short time and my favorite band is Switchfoot. So all of that makes me very, very Ooh. happy. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, we love yeah. Switchfoot. Can you tell me about the album Rise? How this came about in the middle of COVID and lockdown and all sorts of random stuff. And anyone can answer that that would like. <laughs> Man, I mean, like, Rise. So originally, I guess we weren't really thinking of, like, like, rise in terms of like the the concept and like and everything like amidst COVID it was really just kind of like all right like we're in unprecedented times like nobody's ever seen anything like this before like how do we keep moving forward with like what God has has given us you know what he's called us to to be faithful to and so we just kept meeting and we just kept writing and and coming up and trying to use the time that we had um, as best as possible to, to try and just keep 
keep moving forward and, and keep writing music. And then as we continued to, to write and we went into the studio and we recorded and everything, and we're like, all right, like, what do we call this? And it was just kind of like one of those things that like you just see God, even though you didn't really know how it was going to work out, like God just weaving this like consistent theme through all of the the songs, you know, when we listened to all of the tracks back the very first time that we got them, we're just like, what do we call this thing? And then the theme of like rise just kept coming to us over and over again. And God just kind of like illuminated that. And it was like, you know, like from, from the ashes will rise, like, or like maybe you're in a dark place. Like, so, uh, it was, it was kind of a cool realization, I think for all of us to kind of like come to, you know? Yeah. Nice. What was it like um, creating an album with that theme and that hope during, like you said, a really unprecedented couple of years when it's hard to find hope at times? We got the opportunity to work um, with Chris Hoisington from the Brothers McClurg, and we went to New York and recorded our album there, which was such a blast. It was it was so much fun. Um, and it was a, it was also a crazy time to go to New York because of all <laughs> the lockdown stuff, and we had to we had to quarantine and all this. Um, take these songs and dive deep and just kind of pull them all apart and decide what do we really want to get out of this album. Um, and we explored different sounds. We just really um, we really entered into the creative process. Tried to have open minds and just try stuff we'd never thought of before. We threw in all these different instruments that we really didn't plan on playing but just turned out to have all these cool textures and um, just really amazing sounds um, just through that creative process and working with Chris Um, and it really um, I think really kind of the way that the theme emerged throughout the whole process of just having hope and and having a joy to look forward to is um, that under the surface uh, through all the work and through the process um, God was always just, I think, speaking to each of our hearts that, like, I have a hope for each of you, a future, uh, something that I'm going to do through this and something that um, you can't even see. But your job is just to be faithful to what I've given to you and um, place it before me and do your best with what you have to work with and let me take it and do what I want with it. So that's just kind of what we're trying to do. me about the single free yeah so free was the free was probably one of my favorite 
tracks as soon as we got it back after recording it uh we got like the rough mixes back from the album and free was definitely the first one that i listened to and i was like oh this is this is sitting exactly where we wanted it to sit there's a lot of cool different textures that we got started recording the drum track by me hitting a fan and like just yeah and like a pipe and stuff. yeah and a bunch of other like <laughs> random stuff and it was we put like effects on it and looped it in different spots and it turned out being pretty cool i really like free nice why did you choose that as the opening single of all the ch- songs that you could choose uh to me uh, if i if i were asked this question i would say that it was probably the most well-rounded and i think like start to finish it was the song that kind of encompasses a little bit of everything or it's kind of starts off a little bit like mellower and then builds into a, a more energy by the end and nice. yeah nice a wonderful answer thank you i appreciate it um <clears throat> can you guys tell me i'll go one by one do you have a favorite track or a most memorable track on the album that you would love people to like really pay attention to when they listen to it we'll start with mm. you first matt Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think my my favorite, um, it might be the song This I Know, and that's because um, I love the, first, well, it's just fun to sing, first off. <laughs> and uh, it's, for me, the, the message of that song, kind of what it's about and the heart of it, it's just all about that whatever we're facing when we, we are dealing with something like a, a global pandemic way beyond our comprehension. I feel like the ground is just moving beneath our feet. Um, we can hold us that God is going before us, that he has a hope and a future for us, and that he ultimately, he knows already, and we can rest assured in that. So um, I think that, that that one probably is my favorite, and love the groove of it, too. It's a lot of fun to just kind of mellow sense. out to and chill. Uh, <laughs> Taylor, what about you? Man, it's such a hard question, because I feel like there's different there's different songs and different moments and different songs that are my favorite for different reasons. The one that I keep coming back to all the time, which honestly is most of them, but I love free. There's, there's something about it that like, there's a song, there was a song off the first album that I keep coming back to. Um, and this one, it just, it reminds me of like the similar feeling that I had when I heard the very first single off of the first album where I was just like, Oh my gosh, like to just do what we just did. Like, it almost it was one of those moments after the first album and it was a very similar moment for this album when we heard free come out for the first time that it was like in a weird way it was just like oh my gosh like is that really us like or is that like some other band that like just stole our song and i'm like, like listening to it on you know apple music or something like that like it was just a really like surreal um but at the same time like incredibly like humbling moment but, like oh my gosh like you know god like thank you so much for like you know putting me in this position that you would use me in such a way that is so much crazier and, you know, more fulfilling than anything that I could have ever thought of. Father's in control. His 
creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. Nick, what about you? What's your favourite track on Rise or your most memorable? I feel like that's also a super hard question because there's too many that I like. Um, I would say overall, probably with expectancy is my favourite. I just think that song has such a good groove to it and Matt's vocals on it are just so, so killer on it. So I like this probably my favourite one. Um, it's it's close with with that one and free. I do love free too. That's that's definitely really good. So either either one of those. Free was clearly a really solid choice for lead single. Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what about you? Um, my favorite one off the album is probably with expectancy as well. I just I love Copy. the drum part. I got to play to that one. I know I'm copying you, but I love the drum part that I got to play in that one. And Matt's vocals are ridiculous. He hits like the most insanely high note for the most insanely long period of time, every single chorus. And it's very impressive, but it comes across as like, sorry, sorry. What? Sorry. How does that go live? Oh, that's, I mean, Matt is the most flawless singer. 
<laughs> yeah, you're very kind, but <laughs> that's that's like the hardest song to sing. It's definitely the one you have to kind of like gear up for. And I'm always like, okay, we made it through that one in a live set. <laughs> no, you're lately. You've always been like, can we please like, can we do that one first? So yeah, I can, like, do that one early. <laughs> get that note out of the way, please. <laughs> yeah, that's not one to say for the end. <laughs> I'm really curious. Um, you guys, so obviously you're from New England. Um, do you live in the same city or do you live all sort of in a different region to come together when you perform or practice? No, we're pretty close. Um, I know like Kevin and I, um, we live in the same town. Um, and the map's just over the border on the other side of Massachusetts. Nick is the only one that's a little bit more of an outlier. I'm, I'm over, I'm like pretty close to the coast on Mass. So it's, it's about like... I think as of now, I think it's about a 40 minute drive for me to get to our practice spot and mm-hmm. anyone else's house. So yeah. that's about what it is for me to get to Melbourne. So I get that. Yeah. Um, I'm just super curious, like when COVID happened and lockdown happened, I know things were a bit different in America, but you guys would have had to work. I imagine a lot harder at keeping up your relationship and the consistency practice. I imagine would have been a little bit more difficult and then even putting together an album with the extra element of how do we negotiate everyday life plus COVID, plus a little bit of distance. Um, do you think that uh, in a good way, like changed the intensity of the record in any way or, or like shaped what you were doing in a, in a slightly different way to what Rise would have been if we hadn't been going through this or if you guys had like lived together? I think Part, partly actually because of everything going on, I feel like we had, it's almost like because there was more stuff going on, we were actually able to focus more on the music, if that makes sense. Cause I, I feel like that's a weird way of saying it, but I find, I found that at least for me personally, um, going through like practicing every week and, um, you know, developing new songs together. I found that when, kind of like you know the world stopped when COVID happened I found I was just super focused on music as soon as that happened so for me personally I found that like the song development process was just so much better because I was so like that was one of like my main focuses I wasn't worried about like all the other stuff that I usually had going on in day-to-day life because realistically we were all just home so yeah I, I I enjoyed it for like the, the song development process piece of it, just because I feel like we were able to really focus on what we were doing. Did you guys have a similar experience? Or? Yeah, for sure. And music was such a refuge, like during that like whole period of time. I mean, like life more or less, like kind of just stopped, you know, at the time I was working in, uh, in a school district that I was in special education as an assistant. And so like, we just went straight remote, like online and everything. And so like, I was just home all the time. And then all of a sudden summer came around and there was no school or work. There was no shows. Um, so it was just, it was all music. Like, it was just such a perfect time to just dive right into like the creative process, like prepare the songs for like the, the upcoming album. I started taking, you know, guitar lessons and everything and just like really like throwing myself at like, you know, just trying to, to make myself, you know, better in that regard and, and improve. And, um, you know, we met all the 
time and, and practiced and, and wrote and there was there was nothing else really that was was happening and in in a way you know i don't want to say this and you know disregard the the craziness that you know was happening in, in the world but for us as as a band and stuff like that it was it was a, a good I, I would say it was a good a good time for for us you know i feel like god really used that time to like help us to prepare for like what was next which is the album that's out now so New England I don't think of I don't think of it like Nashville like Nashville is like Bible Belt Christianity or like Texas where it's just like everyone's talking about God and Jesus like all the time and as Australian it's very strange for me whenever I visit um when I think of New England I just think of like a bunch of people lots of like lots of schools probably a few Christians and churches spotted here and there but in my experience you've got to search a little bit harder for them why did you guys choose to become a Christian band and be in the Christian music industry based, based on where you live? Like, why not go alternative or something like that? Why did you choose to be in this industry? It was really just uh, the way we started the band was I led worship at the church where um, Kevin and Taylor uh, attended. They, I, I met them when they were actually both still in high school and worked with them closely on the worship team that I met Nick in uh, a different role. And so when I started the band, I kind of thought back, like, how, where am I going to find like musicians of like, you know, the right heart and the right just mission and who want to just chase after this hard um, to impact a region that really needs to be impacted. That just really needs to hear the truth of the gospel um, and also that had the chops, you know, just as musicians to be able to do this well. And these are the guys that I, I was, I was really just blessed. I could just kind of hand pick my, my band. And so I went to them and I was like, guys, you want to give this a shot? Let's, let's give it a try. Let's see what can happen. And uh, we just ran after it and we pushed and worked really hard. And, and it's been really crazy, really amazing to see the doors that God's opened. There's things that we never could have done on our own. Um, it, it might seem like, and I, I know it seems like to a lot of the rest of, of the world that like New England doesn't have a huge Christian music scene, but there's actually like several pretty big festivals here that we get the privilege of playing. Um, this is the first summer we've had the opportunity to play on the main stages. So that for us is a big step. We're super excited about that. Um, and it's been a growing and stretching kind of awesome thing already. Um, and, you know, when, you, when you're in a region that just really needs to hear the gospel, if we don't step up and do it, then somebody else is going to do it. God's going to use somebody to do it to reach the region in which we live. And not to say that we can't branch out and we already are, we're heading down to Kentucky in September, play down there and starting to kind of branch out to other areas of the country. But um, New England is where we are from. It's our home. And 
it's where we've um, been able to start our ministry and just see God move in amazing ways. So it really is where we're always going to come back to. It's our heart. Choosing to choosing to pursue music and have a band is awesome because you're passionate about it, but it's also really, really tough. Um, and I and I look at you guys and go, wow, like you've invested so much time and energy and money and just so much of yourselves in this project and obviously in the band, like the fact you've been around together, working together for like five years is amazing in the life of a band. Um, why do you, and, and you, you can all answer this or just one of you, I don't really mind whoever wants to, um, why do you choose to pour so much of yourself and commit to this? Like, why do you believe in this so much, knowing that you guys have your own lives, your own jobs? I know that even scheduling this, we had to, like, figure out how that was going to work, which I totally get. But how, how do you, why do you choose to prioritise the band? Why, what is it about this and, and the calling or the mission of it that really resonates with you guys? Does anyone want to answer? <laughs> I have, it's, like, right on the tip of my tongue. It's, like... I mean, I feel like there's, oh yeah, you go for oh, it. I was going to give a really short answer. Um, Yours is probably way shorter than mine. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, all, we all love God and we all love playing music and we get to do both of them together. So it's kind of the perfect situation. He sees more than ordinary see only flaws But your pain is momentary It's not who you are You are, you are More than enough Ooh, Like a diamond I was going to say, I was just going to elaborate and make a whole big TED talk out of it. So <laughs> I wanted to hear that. I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, you're good, man. There's just something so incredibly like fulfilling about it. You know, it's just like, kind of like connects to like the deepest, like part of like who each of us are as individuals and how we relate with like God is all kind of like, like musically i guess like music is such a big part of like who each of us are it's not everything but as far as like spiritually and how you know connecting with god and just being together like in worship and in that creative you know mode where like you're really like listening to like what god wants to say um and everything it's just such a crazy incredible and special like place to to be you know and so as far as like, you know, what it is that we've been able to do so far, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's super humbling. So. Yeah. And I would say to add just a little of my own perspective, um, when, like when God has gone before you and gone and when he's in it and you just see things happening that, that you couldn't even dream up on your own, or you couldn't like possibly have manufactured or done that's something much bigger than any one of us on our own. And it's really cool and really exciting to be a part of something that's 
bigger than each of us and it's bigger than um, I think anything that I ever thought I'd do. And it's definitely something I've known I was going to do for a long time and just finally had the right team around me to be able to actually just really go for it. Um, and it's just really exciting to see that taking shape and just God getting the glory, you know, some, some of the most rewarding times are when we're out or singing and people recognize a song and they're singing it back like full voice. And you just hear that. And it's like, man, like that's, that's so humbling. That's an amazing thing. Like, God, thank you for the work that you're doing and the stuff that you're doing beyond what we can do in a show. Like the, if people take those songs home and, and they speak to them and the messages go deep and take root, that's eternity stuff. You know, that's, that's, you know, the little things we do here on earth. Those are the things that are going to go on in all eternity. And what a humbling thing to get to be a part of. That's so cool. Um, They're the set questions I have. I have a couple of popcorn questions, which are hopefully slightly more fun, but is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about with the album or anything that I've missed? I just like to check. Mm. We had a lot of fun making the music video for the title track rise. That was really, really cool. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it's just like all the crazy places that like this journey of music has, has taken us, you know, and just like all the people that, you know, God has crossed us, you know, our paths with and, and everything like that. Like going to make this, uh, this music video was, was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know for photographer and videographer, his name is Dylan, incredibly talented. Um, and just like getting to look at the, the music video, it's a similar, I, you know, I don't know, if just me like, and the, reaction that i had to like the music and just kind of like oh it's just like oh my gosh like it like is that really us like that's like the kind of stuff that like you would you know whatever like that you dream of when like you're a little kid like i remember so me and kevin grew up in youth band together we grew up we were teenagers learning our instruments together we played together for like over a decade now and like i remember being on stage with him when i couldn't even play guitar and just being like, you know, it's just the stuff you dream of when you're a kid, like to get to do that kind of stuff. So it's just like to actually have had those experiences. It's like, what? Like, why? Why me? Like, I'm so not worthy of like any of this stuff, God. the best of me
question for you. Uh, again, you can answer separately or together. It may be a communal answer once I tell you the question. What is the funniest moment you've ever had on stage? Does anyone want to throw anyone under the bus and dob them in? <laughs> I'll be like... So there's definitely one that comes to my mind. I'm very curious to see if it's the same for everybody else. Oh man! Is it the thunderstorm? <laughs> the thunderstorm was cool. Like, but I was thinking of when we um, when we went to um, it was in, in Millbury. I think it was technically the Mill Street Church at the, that point in time. But <laughs> we went to this this church. Um, you know, they've been a super awesome support in Millbury, Massachusetts. And so um, it's like, a, you know, they do like the coffee house thing and they, you know, they usually have food and snacks and everything. But this particular day that we were there, the church was doing this like church wide fast, oh, like no. prayer fast thing, like they weren't eating. And, you know, we get up on stage, we do a couple songs, and Matt's like, how's everybody doing? Like, you guys get some good food to eat? <laughs> and everybody's just, like, looking at us, and they're just like, We're hungry. No. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely, like, a pin drop silent moment. Guys, I'm so sorry. I forgot your <laughs> What's the, what's well, the chance? Of, oh, sorry. Go for it, please. Oh, that, there was that one, and then there was just a few weeks ago during our last song of the set. <laughs> yeah, I actually I opened my mouth to sing the first oh. verse, oh, no. and a moth <laughs> went down my throat, and it was in there. Like, and there was two choices: either try to get it out or <laughs> swallow it and keep going. And I chose this latter because I figured. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the least. <laughs> dedication. It was definitely dedication right there. It's protein. Can't risk like breaking the course of the Holy Spirit when the sound's coming out. You just got to keep working with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, what were you gonna what were you gonna say kevin on the thunderstorm you had you said you had one? Oh, i just thought that that whole se- i mean i guess now thinking back on it is more peculiar than it is funny but just when we were pl- like we were two or three songs into our set at soul fest and then it just opened up in torrential downpours <laughs> and they shut power off to the stage and everybody has to like crowd under this tent as like a means of shelter and we just had to like kind of go for it acoustically that was kind of more of a a peculiar instance, though. I don't know if it's necessarily funny the more I think about it. <laughs> Not tour life. I hear you. Absolutely. Well. <laughs> when a festival gets rained out. I miss festivals. Sorry. Okay. Just, okay. Um, my last question for you guys. If you could go back to, let's say, the first time, like or the day before you all met. I know you met at different times. But let's like the day before you met with the purpose or the question, would you be a part of this band that I'm creating? What would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? Mm. Whoa. Mm. Would you like to go first? Oh, <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> I guess I would just say like buckle up because I feel like starting the band, like not in any, not in like a bad way, per se, but like, um, 
I've done like, you know, like garage bands or whatever, I guess with my friends before. And it's like, we'll, we'll do like three or four practices and then we just kind of stop doing it and, you know, all this stuff. And, um, I think that when Matt first approached me with like asking if I want to be a part of the band, I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I might as well. Like, I don't really have anything else going on right now. I, I didn't really think it, I didn't take it as seriously as it became pretty, pretty quickly, honestly. With, I feel like within the first three months, I was just really like shocked that like, oh, wow, we're actually like playing, we're playing shows and like we're, we have people coming to the shows and all this. It's not just, you know, a bunch of friends jamming in a garage and just like having fun. It's like an actual, like we're, like a, we're serious about this. And I think that um, telling myself to like, you know, just, I guess, be prepared because things are going to take off and they're going to be pretty crazy. And, you know, it's way more than I could have imagined when, when we first started. So. I would say just, just go for it. You know, it was such an interesting time in, in my life. I was in such a different season, you know, like I, I went to a, a military college and I was pursuing a commission in the armed forces and I ended up, you know, being in the, the reserves and everything. And it's just, it's a whole other story for a totally different interview, just how God has lined everything up to even just put me in a position to even take the opportunity that the band had presented. Um, but yeah, I would just say, just, just go for it. Like um, it's going to be crazier than anything that you could have ever thought of. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, five years from now, if somebody asked me the same thing, I'll probably give the same answer. It's just one of those things that like, yeah, just, just go for it. Enjoy it. Like take it as, as far as, as God you know, we'll keep opening the doors. I told myself I'm going to go for it and keep going for it until I literally run flat, you know, face first into the door that God closes. So, yeah. Kevin, what about you? I know that you, you guys have known each other for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so um, hmm. I would probably tell myself to to let go, I would probably say, to like, stop trying not try to like control every little part of where it's going and what is happening and trying to get more more of like a perspective of just kind of trusting the process and letting god take take what we like what he wants and that from us instead of trying to just give him everything i mean i, I mean you know what i mean like I, I guess i can try to like put my hands in places where it doesn't, where I don't necessarily need to. And God's plan is definitely different than that. And I think, yeah, it would probably be to let go of everything parts. And I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's, that's a good answer, Kevin. I relate to that. Yeah. I hear that. Matt, what about you? Knowing that you, it sounds like you were the one who had the idea for this band and initiated it and put it together. What would you say to yourself? I would tell myself, take a deep breath because it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> and uh, but it's also going to be, it's going to be blood, sweat, tears, hard times, and also some of the mountaintop experiences, some of the best times in your life. And I think I would also tell myself, like, remember, like, that the sum of each of us, like, coming together is so much greater than us on our own. And what each person brings to the equation 
um, just amplifies our reach and what we can actually do uh, when we work together. And so uh, a really great thing that I've gained and learned just as a leader through this whole band, through this process and um, the experience of doing it over the years has been um, just to try to empower my team and to make sure that everybody has uh, an opportunity to um, just bring their unique piece to uh, create something just all our own and uh, to make sure that everybody um, has a voice and is valued and is an integral part of the team. Um, it's something I've worked on because I'm kind of, I tend to be like kind of more the visionary guy. Like I, I get a vision. I want to run with it and run really fast ahead. But sometimes like having those other team members um, to bounce ideas off of them to say, wait, don't just run fast ahead. Like let's talk this through or, you know, take think through how it's going to go before we just jump and do it. Um, that's been such an invaluable thing for me. And um, these guys are my brothers. Like I never thought I'd have, I have one brother, just natural brother, who's amazing. I love him, but never thought I'd have like three more. So um, I guess I would have also told myself like prepare to kind of expand your family. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Right Hand Shade, for your time, for sharing it with Jesus Wired and also for sharing it with my podcast, Between You and Me. I am so grateful. nice to hear a band from New England. I just have a, such a special place in my heart for that area of America. I have some friends who live there. The first time I traveled to the States, I spent a whole chunk of time in New England on account of the fact that I am an American history nerd. I love the Revolutionary War history. And I legitimately spent Thanksgiving Day of 2011 walking around Boston by myself, throwing tea into the harbor. I loved it. Yes, Australians don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so this was no big deal for me, but it was a cool day. Anyway, when I talk to Right Hand Shade and I think of New England, I think of that experience. So thank you so much, Right Hand Shade, for taking the time to chat with me, for sharing about Rise, and congrats on the release. I am very excited to know that you are also dropping a new album soon, as you will all find out by following them on social media. You can find Right Hand Shade everywhere by going to at right hand shade exactly or just the website righthandshade.com now i didn't ask them this question but i'm presuming that right hand shade refers to the fact that jesus is at the right hand of god i think i'm right with that yeah yeah got jesus at the right hand of god so we're in the shade of jesus's hand i think that's where we're going right correct me if i'm wrong my certificate three in bible theology has to count for something here <laughs> all right you can get Right Hand Shades album Rise wherever you buy or stream music. 
Go and check it out right now and make sure you connect with this band and tell them how much you loved hearing their stories. Go and support them. It's a big deal for independent acts. That's all I have for this week, but our next episode is coming up soon. I would love for you to subscribe to the show. It would be awesome. It means that you can hear every other episode and new ones come into your play folder. Uh, so you'll find us online at betweenyouandmepod.com. You can find us on social media at betweenyoumepod. And you can subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast platform. Please do. It really helps people to find us and highlight these wonderful artists. That is all I have for this week, friends. Here's to 2022. Here's to a great year. I'm holding on to this. My name is Jess Morris. Here's to hope. To a city I cannot see Through the depths of the valley Where the sun can't reach I've been high, I've been low I've been looking for the river That could fill my soul Been walking to a city I cannot see Fill my cup, Although that even this valley was a golden street <gasps>